Hey gang, let's do a hey gang. This one's going to be a commemorative episode. We're going to be remembering Tom Petty. Unfortunately, he passed away. You guys know the news by now. And um, it's sad and it's bad. But we're not going to moke too much. We're going to celebrate the man's life. He did have a great life. So, um, you know, I could have some... I could have seen him. I could have saw him. I could have seen him at the Hollywood Bowl. You know, he, he had those last concerts he did like a week and a half ago or something. And I always talk about how, oh, I'm in walking distance. Sometimes I just pop on over to the bowl. And I remember looking on StubHub and seeing the Tom Petty tickets, but I didn't go. And now nobody gets to go. I was one of the last few thousand people that could consider buying a Tom Petty ticket. What if I'd have known that? You and 1,000 people have the option to see Tom Petty tonight at the Hollywood Bowl. After this, you just, you don't think of stuff like that. Obviously. And so then um, I'm thinking, boy, next time I have a chance to see something at the Hollywood Bowl, I just got to go see it. You know, you, you get that resolution after something happens like that. So then like last night I go on there. I could go see Chance the Rapper for like 24 bucks. Boom, just walk on over and see Chance. And so then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I don't want to be sitting there hoping that Chance passes away. Do you know what I mean? God forbid, nothing against Chance. But you're sitting there and you go, oh, I blew the chance to see Tom Petty. I don't want to blow, like what if Chance dies next week? I don't want to blow it. I got to... And then... You know what I mean? Then you got to sit there going, Oh, he better... He better not make it next week. Or why why did I drag my ass up here? It was still as petty that I should have... Anyway. Let's celebrate Tom Petty. Because he did have a great life. And he did... Uh, you know, he's playing concerts right up until the end. Obviously, he was in bad health. Which is... Um, Awful and terrible. Yeah, I can't really say anything good about that. But I'm going to be playing my top five Tom Petty songs. So this is going to be a full-on Tom Petty episode. And, um, well, I'm looking at him right here on the cover of whatever album this is. I don't know, some kind of Tom Petty thing. But we are going to start with coming in at number five. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl, it's crazy about Elvis, loves horses and her boyfriend too. And it's a long there it is, Tom Petty with Free Falling. Man, he did have the tunes, did he? If that's number five, then you know the man had some tunes. And let's face it, those tunes got him some ladies. Those tunes got him laid. He may be gone. But let's not forget the miracle of his life. He leveraged some tunes that he wrote 
into a grand amount of wool, so to speak. He got a ton of ladies from writing songs. Now, you may ask, what kind of ladies did he get? I say some damn good ones. Well, he started down there in Florida. So he probably started with, like, Gainesville, University of Florida ladies. Sorority ladies. Just regular college girls. A lot of times local girls just come to those parties. They're not even enrolled. You know what I mean? So he started he's getting everything in Gainesville. Just from these tunes. Just from, hey, let me sit down with this guitar in my bedroom and see what I can put together. Pretty soon he's, 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 he's knee deep in all of Gainesville. I mean, Google the type. Google right now. Google right now. Gainesville. When did he start? In the 70s, early 80s? Google it. Gainesville co-eds, 1970s. Let me see what I get real quick. I bet it's crazy. But this is when you celebrate the man's life. You can't just remember, oh, he's not around to enjoy. He doesn't get to college co-eds. 1970s Gainesville. Oh, oh, right there. College co-eds. Well, there you go. And Tom Petty had the key to all of them. And then, don't forget, he then he takes the highway, goes up to Georgia. Maybe he plays there, gets all the Georgia Bulldog ladies. Then he's over to Alabama. Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. See, that was just the beginning. You know what I mean? That's just young 20s. Then he branched out to all time zones, all area codes, all throughout the world. So... Wow, we pat him on the back, as he must have him himself. Being that his other option, if he couldn't write the tunes, was probably just a blue-collar job in northern Florida. Uh, I'd say he did pretty well for himself, so we congratulate him on that. All right, let's see what's coming in at, at number four. Heartbreakers with The Waiting. Um, there's been so many times in my life that that song has popped into my head. Waiting for a decision on something from somebody. Be it out here in showbiz, be it uh, from a girl. Is she going to text me back? The waiting is the hardest part. 
But we know that Tom didn't have to wait too long until he was banging some of the hottest tail in the SEC. That's the Southeastern Conference of Athletics. So we know by now he was having his fun down there in the South. And let's forget, let's not forget, let's never forget that Tom was not the best looking of guys. You know what I mean? He wasn't no Joe Jonas up there. He wasn't no Simon LeBon up there. He had to do it through tunes. Now, there are some pictures, if you look at him, where he looks kind of cool and rugged. But then there's some other ones where you're just like, he had no choice. He had to make the tunes great. You know, a la one of his heroes, Roy Orbison. You know, Roy Orbison, who was also his bandmate in the Traveling Wilburys. Those are guys that really have to work hard in order to attract the ladies. They got to do something special. So... That's where Tom was at. Now, there's some bad pictures of him. And let's say in his bad pictures, let's, let's not call him ugly, God rest his soul, but let's just say in his bad pictures where he doesn't look good, you might say, hey, he's done better than any guy of that ugliness level, maybe of all time. Of all time. What the hell just happened there? I don't know. To my voice. But. I mean name an ugly. Name a guy that. You know what I mean? Out of a guy that. Out of guys that ugly. Who got more? What? There's some. Refrigeration. uh, Specialist guy. In Des Moines. That did better than Tom Petty. No. You'd say. Which one of those guys. Well became a rock star. That was a. You know, an American institution for decades. Tom Petty. So that's quite an accomplishment right there when you think about it. Just to be put in a, in a, in a group. I mean, there's probably millions of guys in that boat. And he, he was the top dog, Tom Petty. Heartbreakers. I mean, that's, that's why they named the band Heartbreakers. They were out front about it. You know what I mean? Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. They just sound like, what's that? Their, their, their main concern is to make music on E Street. They just got to make sure that E Street has tunes. That's all they care about. If they happen to be ladies, case-by-case basis, we'll see what happens. But Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers are telling you, no, we're coming here to do damage. We're coming here to love them and leave them. You'd think when Skinner came through here, that was something? Freebird? Uh-uh. Watch when the heartbreakers come through. See, they, they were reclaiming that south, that northern Florida. That's where Skinner's from, too. They'll just tell you straight out down in those parts. Here's what we're going to do. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, be, be a Rolling Stone here. But that's what they were doing. Tom Petty was saying, we're going to blaze a new trail through the South, banging these co-eds, Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to be going after... Um, hey, they might even go after some of the ACC. Of course, they're going to go get some Miami Hurricane ladies, some uh, Seminoles. 
They're going to go get some Clemson Tigers for themselves. Anyway, motivated by his need for Southern ladies, Petty continued to write songs. And let's see what's coming in at number three. Anyway, that's even the losers. Tom Petty. See right there, he knew, uh, yeah, even the losers get lucky sometimes. Not that he's a loser at all, but he might have wound up that way. Anyway, that's one way to interpret it. Um, I'm sure he wrote it about a completely other subject. But boy, oh boy, did he achieve in what we were talking about, leveraging the tunes to get the ladies I mean, it went beyond college ladies. It went into starlets or, uh, well, straight up stars, superstars even. We know that he got Stevie Nicks. I don't know if they were officially ever dating, but they were constantly hanging around each other. And it was sort of in that time in the 80s, I think, where Prince... You know what I mean? He wrote songs for ladies, too. But we kind of knew, oh, what's going on behind the scenes? Like Prince wrote songs for Sheena Easton and Vanity and all these different people. And it fits right in with what I was saying. He's got to try hard. Uh, Prince had to try hard, too. Wait, Prince was, I don't know, Prince, Prince, Prince. Definitely used the tunes to get towards the ladies. And I think that's what was going on with Stevie, too. Tom said to himself, look, I've had all the southern ladies. I've been to Europe. I've been to Japan. What's next? And he thought to himself, which pussy? I'm going to get Stevie Nicks up in here. No, she, he, uh, but, you know, she's into that stuff. She was, she's always uh, wearing gowns and stuff like that. And so he thought to himself, I've never had a witch, or if I have, it was far away. It was, it was over there in Czechoslovakia, former Bavaria, or whatever it's going on over there. So he thought, hey, I don't feel like commuting anymore. I can get Stevie down here. We'll, we'll hang out in Florida. We'll go to the Hard Rock Casino. But I mean, to go from where... Without the tunes, I say maybe he doesn't, he, he doesn't do much. You know what I mean? He's not putting up tail gatherer numbers. But with the tunes, he can conquer human ladies and supernatural ladies like Stevie Nicks. And um, that's no easy feat. You'd see him coming in and out of the studio. They're giggling together. They seem like they had a pretty damn good time from my naked eye. So, um, 
Yeah, he was into tunes. I've, I've read some of the uh, interviews and stuff since he passed away. Um, he wasn't into booze. He didn't like hanging around with drunks. He was into reefer. Um, so perhaps the weed helped him write the tunes. We don't know. Perhaps they got in the way. Who knows? But he wasn't using booze to come up with those tunes. Now we know that uh, certain people function great on booze. Um, Dan Harmon, for instance. There's different people that just talk about, yeah, I get it done with booze. Petty was a weed guy, which makes sense because Stevie's probably casting spells and stuff in there and Sometimes they don't work. You want to be high through that. You don't want to be high when Stevie starts throwing a fit because one of her spells didn't work. I mean, you don't want to be sober for that. Anyway, let's see what's coming in at number two. You know, sometimes I don't know why, but this old town just seems so hopeless. I ain't really sure, but it seems I remember the good times with just a little bit more in focus. But when she puts her arms around me, I can somehow rise above it. Yeah, man, when I got that little girl standing right by my side, you know, I can tell the whole wide world that she had it. There it is, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with Here Comes My Girl. Here comes my girl, my girl. He's always singing about girls. We know why. We've gone over it. But if you think about it, he is. He's just always, you know what I mean? Here comes my girl. She's a good girl. And was, oh, uh, she was an American girl. You weren't just a girl in Petty's world. You were a girl. Come here, girl. I'm flying a Waxahachie tomorrow. Why don't you take the pain away tonight? What's that? You're, you're already hooked up with Ben Montench, the keyboard player? No problem. I took a van ride once with Garfunkel and Oates and Ben Montench. They were friends. And um, I think we were up in Vancouver at the comedy festival up there. I jumped into a shuttle van to get into my gig, to get me to my gig. And there was a heartbreaker right there with a Garfunkel and Oat. It was Kate. I think it was just Kate. I don't know. But anyway, uh, thank you for that memory, Kate. If Kate wasn't buddies with Ben Mon, I never would have got to ride in a van with a heartbreaker. Sorry I never got to see you live, buddy. Maybe you guys will do a reunion tour, Mud Crutch. Who would take over? Like, for instance, right? They do Queen, but it's Adam Lambert. So it's not exactly Freddie, but he gets the job done. Who would you use for Petty? Dwight Yoakam? People say he looks like Dwight Yoakam sometimes. Who's maybe a little younger than Petty that can pull that off? Maybe one of those kids from It? 
They're good actors. Can one of those dorky kids from It play Tom Petty with the Heartbreakers live? That would be good. I'd pay to see that. Well, um, we missed a man. and uh, Oh, he didn't do number one. All right, here we go. Let's see what's coming in at number one. Heartbreakers with American Girl. I always love that one the most. Uh, he, he's, there's such an urgency to it. And uh, no, I didn't let its appearance in the movie Silence of the Lambs ruin it for me. Even though when the girl, before the guy steals her and puts her in the well, she's driving down the road and she's just listening to American Girl. And she's singing along. It's the most American thing in the world. There's nothing, it should, be, it should be illegal to mess with that. But that's what they did in the movie. She's driving along and doesn't realize she's on her way to a big time nightmare. So thanks a lot. Who, who directed that one? Let me see. Jonathan Demi. So anyway, um, Tom made some great music. As you can tell, I'm mostly into that early stuff. Um, but he did make good songs after that, too. You've heard a lot of it. And um, here it is. Tom Petty Girlfriends. I see him with Debbie Mazur. I don't think they ever dated. That's a weird combo. Is that who he's talking about? She's a good girl. She's Debbie Mazur. She tells off her mom and everyone else, too. No, but um, he's got a bunch of girls here that kind of look like Kim Basinger. There's Stevie Nicks. Um, there's no shortage of ladies on his arms. Wait, now that I scroll down, maybe... No, there you go. Did he go out with Kim Basinger? Yeah, he's doing pretty good in these picks. And that's just from girlfriends. What if I were to go Tom Petty groupies? Oh, there you go. He's backstage. Here's the southern ladies I was talking about before. Yeah, Google through back here, these the, you guys. 
He set out to write tunes and to blaze through the Southern Bell inventory. <laughs> that's a bit, that's not the good word. Southern Bell population. He wanted to blaze through it and that he did. Congratulations to Tom Petty. We, of course, will miss you. It is sad to see you go way too soon. But we wanted to take this time to celebrate your life and um, the man you were and some of the things you did along the way. Of course, he had wife and kids. He didn't just have this one side to him, gang. Don't, don't get it twisted. Petty was a three-dimensional character. Father son, band leader, songwriter, performer, American institution, wool gatherer, extraordinaire. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next. Who, hey, who, hi, who? I got...